When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yeah. What's that? Welcome to another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Really happy that you're here. If this is not your first time listening to the show, welcome back. This is the place where I teach people how to invest in real estate. I do that at the Epic Pro Academy. You can find that at epicproacademy.com. Got some updates for you about that, by the way. Or actually, I can do the investing for people at cashflowsavvy.com. Why would people want me to do the investing for them? Well, very simply, they're busy. They've got careers. They don't have the time or maybe they don't have all the knowledge that they feel they need. They don't have the systems in place. They don't have the teams, whatever it may be. So I run across a lot of people like that. They want to invest in real estate, but they just don't want to go out and do all the heavy lifting. So I'll do the heavy lifting for them. And you can I do that for people at cashflowsavvy.com. And, and the next epic real estate tour for Cashflow Savvy is coming up very soon, February 20th and 21st. Seats are filling up. Even more have filled up since our last episode. And those seats are limited. So if you plan on joining my team and I for a tour of the Memphis market, be sure to go to epicrealestatetour.com for the details and register, epicrealestatetour.com. Alrighty, if you have, if you happen to have a question, comment, or concern that you'd like me to answer or address here live on the show, please share them with me on the Epic Real Estate Investing Hotline at 1-888-891-7203. excuse me, that's 1-888-891-7203. Got a good question for you today that I'm going to get to. But before, I got a couple announcements. Uh, an update on the Epic Analyzer, as many of you know, and for those of you that don't know, the Epic Analyzer tool, the, the tool that I give you to help analyze your properties and your deals, I give you that inside of the free real estate investing course, of which you can access at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com if you haven't done so already, or if this is your first time listening. But that tool, it was hacked by some malicious people. So uh, it took it down for a couple weeks. And I didn't have a proper backup. So shame on me. I've got all that fixed now. <laughs> um, but it's a little too late to, to go ahead and launch it the way that it or restore it the way that it was. But I am happy to say that it has been restored. It's been rebuilt, actually, with a couple of new features. Nothing major, but uh, you should notice a difference. It seems to run a little bit smoother, has a little cleaner look. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so that's back up. For those of you that have been asking me, I've been getting lots of tweets, lots of Facebook messages, lots of emails um, informing me of that. So that is up. Epic Analyzer is back in effect. Uh, Epic Pro Academy. Got an update for you there. I was hoping to have that back online and open to the public. But apparently my wish list for all of the upgrades and additions, it's a little bit easier said than done, I guess. It's very simple to me, but I'm not the techie person. I'm not the IT person. But from what I've been told, they are doable. It's just taking some time. My team is working to get all of that up and available for you ASAP. I'm looking probably at another two to three weeks, though, unfortunately. I mean, I know I said we'd be open in January, but uh, I don't think we're going to make it. So I'm re-promising for February. And to make up for that, to make it up to you, I've got a very free gift. It's very free. There's no money required, no email required, nothing for you to do. Um, and, and this is also in, in somewhat in response to a coaching call that I had last week. A, uh, a gentleman that currently lives outside of the country and wanted to get coaching on whether or not that he should start his investing inside the U.S. from abroad or wait until next year when he returns back to the U.S. to get started. And, you know, we had a, a long conversation about that and we want to look at his resources and his experience and, and the subject of how I set up my teams here in the United States, how I've done that in six different markets, that came up in conversation and and he wanted to know how I've set up a system so that I can actively invest in these six different markets from a location that's not anywhere near those six markets. So he was thinking that he could do that from outside of the country. And, you know, some people do, some people don't. Um, some people can, some people just simply can't. And it's all for various reasons. And, and I bring this up today because I do frequently get this question. And, and specifically, it's along the lines of how do I set up an investing system that's on autopilot? Another version of that question I receive is, is more simple. It's, um, it's along the lines of how do I build a team or even simpler, how do I find a realtor that will work with me <laughs> or how do I find an escrow or a title officer? How do I find, I don't know, insert the team member? And I've been receiving these types of questions regularly from the very, very beginning of this podcast. I'm such a big believer in teams. I, I talk about teams. I talk about who you're going to delegate stuff to all the time. And people just don't know where to find those people. And, and in response to those questions, this overall challenge that many investors are, I don't know, plagued with, uh, I did what any good business owner should do. I built a solution and offered it to you. It was a while back. I created it as a standalone course, the, the Epic Team Builder. It's, it's its very own course. And I offered it at only $97, just a one-time fee. It's like 50 minutes of video. Um, got 50 minutes of video instruction and the links and resources, all that stuff. I put everything in there that I did to build my uh, my initial team and my my national teams. And, and to date, I think only two people have taken me up on the offer and purchased that. So that one has left me scratching my head a bit, uh, to say the least. I mean, it's such a common problem, but apparently not a problem urgent enough to pay $97 for and get that solution. And believe me, if you follow the steps within the course, the course could essentially be priceless, absolutely priceless. I mean, there's no way that I could do 20 transactions a month, every month, without my team. And if you aspire to, to do more than two or three transactions per month, you're going to need a team also. In fact, if, if you've yet to do even one deal thus far, you should still start building your team. That should be your mindset of the people that you meet. Is this going to be a good fit for my team or not? I mean, I know it, it's not that exciting. I, I, I'm going to actually, although I'm scratching my head, it's 
something that you're probably not gonna realize until you actually build a team, you're gonna wonder, why didn't I do this sooner? So I, I know initially it's not that exciting. It doesn't directly put money in your pocket, meaning by, by building your team, it's not gonna help you pay your car note or your rent or your mortgage this month. It's not gonna do that. But what it will do is enable you to build a profitable business that can run with or without you. That automated business, the, the automation that everyone is always looking for. A, a real estate investing system on autopilot. That automated real estate investing. Um, so that, that, that thing that so many people are looking for. So in exchange for your patience with me and the delay in me reopening the academy, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you that course for free. I'm going to give it to you, the whole course, all six lessons. And, and here's how you're going to access it. As you know, last Friday, I added a new show into the Epic Real Estate Investing Schedule, Financial Freedom Friday. And the first episode was released just this past Friday, titled How to Invest. If you missed it, go back and download it. It's awesome. And, and these, these are going to be very short, weekly, three to eight minute lessons to keep you going over the weekends, to give you something to think about, to, to keep you headed in the right direction. That's the intention of that new, uh, that new show. And you can listen to Financial Freedom Fridays right here on the podcast. You don't need to do anything different except uh, plug your mobile device in on Friday so you make sure that you download it. Or you can go to epicrei.tv and watch them there as they are also videos. Epicrei.tv is just a fancy domain name for my YouTube channel. And my partner, Courtney, will upload all six videos and the downloads to the show notes at epicrealestate.com. Okay, so it's going to be like three different places you can access it. So make sure that you sync your phone or your iPod or your, your computer the, this coming Friday, whatever your mobile device may be, and, and that course will be yours for free. And it's one of the more powerful lessons that I can give you. I mean, it's what's going to put your business on autopilot. It's going to take some work. It's not just a, a switch of a button and boom, you, you're, you got this money-making machine. It takes some work to build the machine first. And I mean, and, and if you're not going to buy this course, <laughs> I'm going to force it on you. I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to instruct you to actually watch it, okay? And I want you to apply it. You know, I care about your results and it's that important to your results, regardless whether you know it or not. And, and you know, logically you might think, yes, I, I believe you, Matt. I know it's important, but if you haven't done anything about it, then what difference does it make knowing that it's important? So keep in mind, it's going to come in six short separated lessons. That means six separate downloads right here on the same podcast feed that you're listening to right now. And, I sh and I'm sharing that with you that it's going to be six separate videos because, or six separate uh, downloads because depending on how you have your mobile device set up, it'll likely only download the latest episode. So what's going to happen if you're not careful, if you're not paying attention, you'll end up with just lesson six and you're going to miss lessons one through five. So you have to be a little bit more intentional to make sure that your device downloads all six episodes. So look for that this Friday. And that should keep you busy until I get the, get the final touches all done on the Academy. And I'll be able to make that available to you hopefully very shortly. I'm looking mid-February. Deal? Cool. Alrighty. So this past week, I received this call from Lafayette, Louisiana. Hey, Matt. How are you, sir? Um, my name is Octavian. I'm in the Louisiana market last year, uh, to be exact. And uh, I've been listening to your podcast uh, for a couple of years now. And, man, I've been doing deals just just because of uh, listening to your podcast, so I really appreciate that. But, man, I, I do have um, two quick questions for you. One, and uh, this may sound kind of weird, um, 
how do you tell people that you don't want to buy that house? I'm just kind of curious uh, to see how you normally handle that. Um, I've been doing a lot of marketing, and um, as you know, I come across a lot of houses that I really don't want to buy. And um, that's, uh, I just wonder how do you handle that, you know, after you talk to the people and build rapport, and uh, you have to let them down, especially when the people really want you to buy their house, but the numbers just don't work for you. Um, and my second question, um, man, I was just wondering, can you give me an example of a, um, of a bread and butter um, deal using no banks? Um, I want to eventually, I'm, I'm a wholesaler right now, but I eventually want to get into buy and hold. And I was just curious to see how um, you would do a typical bread and butter deal, I guess, uh, a single family house, uh, not using a bank. Um, you know, how would you structure it? Um, uh, how would you um, use the money, I guess, that you would get from your private lenders? Um, I guess that's it. And I really appreciate the podcast. Like I said, I've been doing deals just from listening to your podcast. And, uh, man, you you really been helping me out a lot. So, um, like I said, my name is Octavian, Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, thank you so much. Okay, Octavian, thank you for the very nice words. And, and thank you for the questions. There uh what the particularly the first one is actually a very common one and and it's a question that I invariably get from every single one of my coaching clients it's one of those questions that it lets me know that my client is actually doing the work i mean you just wouldn't think to ask this question <laughs> how do i tell people i don't want to buy their house you you wouldn't know that unless you're actually out there in the trenches generating leads and talking to sellers i mean that wouldn't even come in probably wouldn't even cross your mind. And it can be uh, very uncomfortable after you've taken a call or or visit a motivated seller's house and, and you gotta tell them after their hopes are all built up that you're going to help them and then you have to, to share with them the, the bad news that you can't. It can be very uncomfortable and it, sometimes it can be a little sad. Um, so Octavian, thanks for the question and I can tell two things about you by you asking this question. One, you're out there doing the work. So, so keep it up, congratulations. And two, you've got a good heart, okay? Just the type of person that I like to help people like you. Uh, you you make the Epic community a great place to be. So I just want to acknowledge you for that and uh, awesome to have you here. So I'm going to go ahead and answer that question first and then I'll address your second question second, afterwards, okay? So to let someone down easy and let them know that you won't be able to buy their house and you won't be able to help them out of their bind, it, it's actually very simple, you don't let them know at the end that you can't buy their house. You let them know up front before they get their hopes all built up. And here's what I mean. And I'll give you a couple of key phrases or a few pointers here that, that you can use. Uh, they're the same ones that I use over and over for many areas of my business, actually. So, so it looks like this. Uh, you get a call from a motivated seller and or you meet the seller at the property to, you know, you're building your rapport. I know you're doing that. You mentioned that. You're building the rapport. You're making friends and, and you're evaluating the situation. And before you get too deep into the actual discussion of the deal, okay, about the real estate conversation, you're going to say something to the effect like this. Uh, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, as you can probably guess, I am an investor and I have to make a profit for this to work for me. I mean, this is how I make my living and how I feed my family, by helping people like yourself. Unfortunately, I'm not able to help every person in every situation. 
The market just won't allow me to do it. So with that said, I do promise to be straight with you. If I can help you, I absolutely will. If I can't, I won't. It's entirely up to the market and and the market conditions, they change daily. So either way, I'm gonna give you a straight answer. Is that fair? Okay, so, so that's what you'd say. And it doesn't have to be those exact words, but you should have these three elements in whatever words that you do come up with. First, let them know that you are there to make a profit. You have certain numbers that you have to hit for you to proceed. You're an investor, and this is what you do for a living. This is your business. That's the first thing you gotta let them know. Second, let them know that you're not sure if you'll be able to help them or not. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. You won't know for sure until you conduct all of your standard research, the same research that you conduct with every single deal. Okay, so that's the second thing. The third thing, let them know that ultimately, it's up to the market. It's not your decision. You know, you you don't even know whether whether the market is going to allow you to hit your numbers or not. So it's, it's up to the market, what the market says. So if you give them a reasonable amount of doubt up front, it's not a big deal to tell them whether or not you can or can't buy their house. You know, another indirect benefit for sharing these three points with the seller is that it lays the ground for a win-win negotiation. It removes the adversarial relationship that can form between buyer and seller. And it puts the seller on your side to try and help you solve their problem. It's, it's a good practice all the way around that sets the stage for a smooth and an easy transaction if there indeed is a transaction there to be had. Okay, make sense? So um, let them know that you're there to make a profit, that you're an investor, this is what you do for a living, this is how you feed your family. Um, it's the, this is your business. Second, let them know that you're not sure if you're gonna be able to help them or not. Put some, some reasonable doubt in there. Maybe you can help them, maybe you can't. You don't even know if this is gonna make sense for you or not based on your, your deal standards. You won't know for sure until you conduct all of your standard research. And three, ultimately, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, it's up to the market. It's not my decision. I'm not sure if the market is going to allow me to help you or not. But you know what? Once I do my due diligence, when I can, once I conduct my research on the property and the market conditions, I will certainly let you know. If I can, I will let you know. If I can't, I'll let you know that too. Fair? Cool. So that, that's, that's the gist. And you have that up front. You don't want to build all this rapport and get their hopes all up. And then at the end, you're saying... Sorry, good luck. You know, that's that, that's just kind of a crummy way to do it, okay? Awesome for you, Octavian, for for having these people's uh, um, emotions and feelings and their situation at heart because when you're dealing with motivated sellers, you're gonna run against or run up against all kinds of different situations and scenarios with people, and sometimes it is sad. Sometimes it can be a little bit depressing out there trying to help people, especially when you can't help them. Now, your, your second question is, you want an example of a bread and butter buy and hold transaction that doesn't involve the bank. And I think I understand what you're going for when you say bread and butter. I wish I could ask you directly, but I I think you're looking for a typical way to do this. And unfortunately, there's not really a typical way. I mean, this is creative, creative investing, creative financing. There are just too many variables at play for me to answer this question adequately. What I can offer to, to make this a little bit easier for you is to uh, for you, if you haven't done so already, uh, to, to define your minimum deal standards. Minimum deal standards. What's, what's the minimum 
you're willing to accept in a deal. That's what that means. So maybe you have those set for yourself already. Maybe you don't. If you don't, you want to set those for yourself. And so what that means is in this scenario, when you're talking about buying and holding, you want to define what's the, the minimum return you want if you were to hold on to the house. And you can define that minimum return. You can define your standards by a minimum dollar amount per month. Like I want to hold, I'll hold this property or I won't hold this property unless I can make $250 of cash flow per month. That would be your minimum. I have to cash flow at least $250. Pick whatever number you want. I'm just using that as an example. I have to cash flow at least $250 for me to move forward on this deal. Okay? So you can express it in a dollar amount or you can define it as a percentage. You know, last episode, last episode or two episodes ago, I'm not sure, can't remember. We, we talked a lot about ROI and ROE. So you can define your minimum deal standards as a percentage, like a 15% ROI, return on investment, 15% ROI per year. And so if, if you know what your minimum deal standards are, then it's much easier to decide which properties you're going to hold and which ones you're going to sell to someone else. Okay, so that's the first part of it. There's a, the second part of your question is how to do it without a bank. Again, there's a bunch of stuff at play here. There's just too many variables, too many moving parts. Not every investing strategy to, to do this without a bank is going to fit every scenario. You see, when it comes to, to looking for money or, or financing without going to a bank, you know, you have a lot of options. And so not that there's not probably not a right way to do this um, certainly plenty of wrong ways, but uh, there's not an absolute right way that's going to work every time. But when I when I come up against this situation, I'll just kind of walk you through what, what I'm thinking. Here's the order that that I typically look for the money. My first choice, and you know what, and even this is changing all the time because it still depends. There's still things that could cause me to reverse or, or change this order up a little bit. But typically, the first place I'm going to look for the money is the existing financing on the property, if there is any. See if I can assume that or take that over subject to. So that's the first place I look. The second place I look is the seller themselves. Do they have equity in the property that they would uh, sell to me over time? Basically, seller finance. Would they create some terms for me to pay them back their equity? Okay, so the second place I'd look for is the seller. The third place would be private money, outside investors. And that could be, you know, that could be a friend or a family member or associate, or it could be a hard money lender. Or maybe a, a private lender that does this for a living. That's, um, could be anything. Could be someone's retirement account. Could be anything. Anything but a bank. So that would be the order. I'd look for, at the existing financing. Then I'd look for the seller and their equity. Then I'd look for private money. Or a combination of all of the above. This is where you have to really master crafting your terms. This is where your intellectual currency comes into play. You know, last episode, I, I gave you an exercise around crafting different terms. I think it was last episode. Uh, maybe it was the episode before. But I, I gave you, like, say, the amount of $100,000. Come up with 10 different ways that you can divide up that $100,000 on how you can pay it. For example, I'll give you $10,000 now, and then I'll pay you $2,000 a month until it's paid off. That would be an example of terms. So go back and listen to that episode and get really good with your terms. And you can use a combination of the existing financing, a combination with that existing financing and the seller's equity and maybe also some private money if it was necessary. So I hope that helps. Uh, I've actually covered this quite a bit. Uh, I've covered in the in the past and those are taken over entire episodes. 
And uh, actually, just as recently as episode 70 and episode 80, I did a part one and a part two on this very thing. And I also shared a bunch of free tools and, and access to additional training on those episodes as well. I think you can find a lot of what you're looking for right there, Octavian. I, I know many others are or have, as those two episodes seem to be my most downloaded episodes of the last six months. So that's episode 70 and 80. And they're creating cash flow with little to no money parts one and two. Okay, so hopefully that helps you out there. I wish I could give you a more um, defined and definite answer, but I just can't. There just isn't one. I'd be doing you a disservice if I did. So two great questions. Thanks for those. And if you, if you happen to have a question, comment, or concern that you'd like me to answer or address right here live on the show, please share them with me on the Epic Real Estate Investing Hotline at one 888 and uh, be be sure that you look out for this coming Friday, Financial Freedom Friday number two. I'm going to give you all six lessons of the Epic Team Builder. I'm giving you that course for free. Okay? So now you know, but it will only work if you do. That's it for today. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.